My name is Catalina del Carmen, and I'm on a mission to put more cash in the hands of women of color. I'm a wife, mom, amiga, prima, and I happen to run a multiple six-figure coaching business. On this show, I share sales and marketing strategies that keep your business simple, your mindset focused, your bank account big, and your impact even bigger. So if you are on a mission to create generational change and you want to make a lot of money doing it, welcome to the Latinas Booked Out Podcast. What is up, y'all? Welcome back to Latinas Booked Out Podcast. I hope you are doing well. Y'all, we just wrapped up Show Up and Lead Mastermind Launch and I feel so proud of myself. I really am in a place where this was the first launch. I felt like I had control over a lot and everything I didn't have control of, I really did feel like I, like it was okay. Like it's okay. I'm not supposed to have control of these things, but I do have control of these things. And it really allowed me to experience such a unique launch. I've never felt this way during a launch. There was a lot of calmness. There, uh, the beginning of the launch, it was a little funky, but it wasn't as up and down of a roller coaster as my last launches. Although I did, I definitely did shed a few tears just because I cry for everything. But it was, it was really good, and we. I, 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 we brought in more clients than we ever have. And there's one stat that literally brings a tear to my eye of not only pride, but also just like excitement for the next round. A hundred percent of my clients who are in the current round of show up and lean joined the next round. A hundred percent. And I think what I'm mostly excited about one is I think I, this group is just so committed to their growth and I love that they're so committed. And I'm so excited to, I'm revamping so much for this round and I'm really, really excited to have them all in my mind while I create curriculum and kind of change things up within the program. I'm so excited that these are the clients I get to think of and help create things to get them more results and better results quicker. So I'm so pumped. It was such a wonderful launch. I learned so much. It was a couple ups and downs. A couple things didn't go well, but that's okay. It was really, really, really good. All right. So today's episode is a recording I did on Instagram and IG Live, and it's all about transitioning from one-on-one to group. I share three perspectives and three things to think about when you are transitioning into some type of group program, whether that's a membership, a group program, a mastermind, or even a course. So 
if you want to learn what I've learned in transitioning from one-on-one to group, make sure to listen, get a paper and a pen, take some notes. You will definitely take something away. All right, y'all. I will see you on the other side. All right. So I want to go over kind of three things I want you to consider as you start considering group programs. So number one is I want you to, this is, this is the experience I've had. And this is the way I want you to think about it in your head in terms of if you've made revenue doing one-on-one and you want to transition into group, here's how I would consider thinking about your revenue. When you're only doing one-on-one creating demand, that is when your business is the simplest. And as you transition into group, things get a little and in terms of revenue, it's really important that you think of your revenue as your group when you tra- like when you put your group program out, your group program isn't going to automatically cover all of the revenue you expected for the year. That's not how it works. When you're transitioning from one-on-one to group, I want you to think I want your goal to be that the group program is actually taking up 50% of the revenue you typically bring in in your business, in your coaching business. So for example, if you bring in 150k a year or 100k a year, right? Or like even 80k, right? Like if you bring in 80k a year and you're in one-on-one coaching and you want to put out a group, I want you to consider that the year that you bring coaching into your offers, I want you to goal it at 50% or even 40% of your one-on-one revenue. So if you did 80K one year in business and you put out a group program, I want you to consider that like, okay, for the year, depending on how much time you, how many times you launch, I'm expecting this group program to bring in somewhere between 30 and 40K of my annual revenue, okay? So when you're transitioning, I want you to think of it as like, I'm not completely stopping one-on-one unless you want to, but even then, if you wanted to, your audience is so used to you selling one-on-one. Selling a group is something not only that you, something you have to get used to, but your audience has to get used to that too, because that's a completely new offer. So when you are transitioning from one-on-one and offering a group program, or you're looking to offer a group program, I really want you to consider, okay, expect the group program to take on 40 to 50% of your annual revenue the first year. Okay. And that's like, obviously being like a little safe, but I want you to be on the safe side. And then how you supplement that income is with continue doing one-on-one. Okay. And obviously there's like a lot of caveats depending on how much demand you have and what your situation is. But the first thing I want you to consider is that when you are transitioning or when you are offering a brand new group after doing one-on-one for so long, think that, think of it at that, think of the revenue for the group program. Think of it as taking 40 to 50% of the revenue you've done in one-on-one. And then the following year, right? The second year you're selling that program, that's when you could raise up to like 50, 60, maybe even 70%, who knows? But all of this depends on the amount of demand you have, the revenue you brought into one-on-one. There's a lot of caveats, but typically if you're offering a brand new program, it's going to take 
40%. You want to goal it to bring in 40 to 50% of the revenue that you already are bringing in. Okay. So that's number one. Number two, when you start offering a group program, this is when, so let me, let me, this is when exposure is really important, right? Like you want to come, you want to continue getting in front of new audiences so people learn about your program. So let me explain this a little bit. In the very, very beginning of a coach, like for many, many coaches, if you are selling your programs online, on social media, using email list, in your network, all of that, in the very beginning, right, in the very beginning of your business, you just want everyone to know that you're a coach. You want everyone to know that you are open for business and you want to be inviting people to work with you all the time, right? Like that's the energy in the beginning. You want to build up a community. You want to sell to them. That's the energy in the beginning of your business when you're like brand spanking new. But then once you've made some money in your business, right, you've brought in, let's say, 30K, 40K, 50, 80K, even 100K. Once you've brought in that kind of money, typically what I find is you kind of it's the priority doesn't become let me get out there and meet as many people as possible. The priority becomes let me take care of my clients and get really good at getting them client results. So getting them results. Let me become a better coach, right? The more clients you bring in, the more your focus shifts from everybody needs to know what I do to let me take care of these people because that's when word of mouth is like the best marketing ever. So that's kind of the transition, right? From like newbie, brand new um, coach to a coach that has been selling for a little while. But here's what I want to tell you. When you're transitioning into group, right? When you're transitioning into group, you want to start thinking more about getting in front of different audiences and getting more exposure as you transition into group more and more and more. And here's why you're going to have many levels. Like you're going to have many phases of your business where you are trend, you are evolving as a coach. When I first started coaching, I was like a podcast coach and then I was a personal brand coach. And the first real decision I made in terms of my niche was becoming a business coach and calling myself a business coach. And this was many years ago now, but that transition was a pretty big deal to me. So once I just honed in on like, I'm a business coach, then it evolved to I'm a business coach for coaches. And once I, and since then I've been a business coach for coaches, but once you start selling a group program or something like that, the niche becomes typically what happens is a group program, usually depending on the type of group program it is, usually has a very specific result that you offer or that you help people with. And it usually has, um, it usually niches you down a little bit more. So you want to make sure that you're continuing to like grow the exposure, not just of your business, but you as the face of your business, making sure that you're getting into places where your ideal audience is, your community is right. You want to be out there making new relationships and getting on podcasts. Like there's lots of ways you can do this, but basically creating more people being visible of your business and your programs. And this is important as you transition into group because your audience that is so used to you selling one-on-one 
they might not want what you're selling in your group program. Like they might not be interested in buying that. So I always like when you're scaling into group, I want you to think like, okay, what is my plan for this year to get in front of new audiences? I'll give you an example. When I, um, 2000, May of last year, I launched show up and lead the first round. Okay. I was pregnant. I was like very much, um, in (laughs) my own little phase of life, but I launched the program and that was the first launch. And then I was planning to launch in the end of November, December. So one decision I made right after I had my baby, I was one month postpartum was to, I decided that like, I want to get, go to start going to some conferences to get out there and meet new people. Like I want to meet new people so that I can start one, getting in front of my audience two building new relationships, obviously. So they follow me online but three, so they know about my program, right? Like, so they know about my program. So one decision I decided on is to go to the We All Grow event in October of last year. And I remember it was like a very hard decision for me because I was one month postpartum. And luckily the event was only like a couple hour drive from my house, but I decided to go anyway. It was like, it was kind of a whirlwind. That being said, I met amazing people. I definitely met a ton of coaches, a ton of women of color coaches, Latina coaches. And it was my ideal, like it was my all like tons of my ideal clients. It was a really good decision. Fast forward to launching. That was in October. Fast forward to launching my group program in, uh, in December of that year. One of the clients that joined my program I met her at this event. So like I paid a thousand dollars basically to go to this event, but I made 6,000. And funny thing is she's actually joining the next round of show up and lead. So it's like 12,000, like because of this one event I went to, I now have a long-term client and it's like, that's the way I mean. And obviously like, I don't think of her as just like money. Right. But like, I do want you to get in front of your ideal clients on a regular basis and you don't have to get in front of them. There's lots of ways you can do this. I have boba. I never buy boba, but today I was like, I really want a treat. So I treated myself (laughs) anyways. So there's different ways you can do this in terms of exposure. You can get on podcasts, you can collab with more people, but I do want the way I want you to think about is like, how do I get in front of my ideal clients? right? So like if your dream, if your community, the people that will benefit most from your programs, like the people that will benefit most from your programs at when you're selling a group program, this is different from one-on-one when you're selling a group program, it is so important that you always have a plan to get out there and like try to get, try to meet more people or get exposed to new people who are in your, you know, your ideal, your ideal community who would benefit most from your programs. And you could do this a thousand different ways. I decided to do like conferences and stuff because I was in postpartum and like your girl needed to talk to other adults and like have conversations. So that's what I chose but you can get on podcasts, you can collab, like you can do Instagram lives. 
um, with people who have a similar audience audience than you, you can um, you can host events, right? Like in your local community, there's like literally anything. This is where entrepreneurship creativity, like you get to play and just figure this out. But when you are transitioning from one-on-one to group, it is super important that you keep, like it's important that your job as an entrepreneur is to continue getting in front of the people who will benefit from your programs the most. What is the point of having your incredible group program? What is the point of having your incredible membership if you aren't doing your job to make them know it's available? Some of you guys are sitting on incredible programs. And the only thing that's hard is that they, people don't know about it. Like people don't know about it. So our job is as coaches and entrepreneurs and humans who literally have tools to help people heal and learn and grow our job. The way I like to think about this, and some of you guys might not like this verbiage, but for me it works. I, what I tell myself is like, it's my obligation to go out there, go out there and sell my program. It is my obligation. Like I chose to create this. I believe in it. I, my clients get results in it and I'm going to go out there and sell it because it's my obligation. Like this is my work. This is my work on this, in this world, you know? So I always want you to think of how can I get in front of my like my people and especially if you have a group program this is even more important okay because when you're selling one-on-one it's just so much more easier you can really just find a client anywhere but when you're selling group it really is a little bit more niche and that's okay but I want you to continue getting in front of the right people and um, really utilizing the relationships you have uh, especially those who have some type of audience okay number three okay number three when you're transitioning from one-on-one to group is you are going to need, this is, I, I, I need to figure out a different way to say this because like I hate the way I say it, but that's okay. Um, you, there is something that you're going to have to do in your marketing that's going to like tighten it up a little bit. In the beginning of your business, you can literally just like blurt out, talk about anything, and you can pretty much like grow a one-on-one coaching business. If you just talk about your own growth, and your own stuff, like your own experiences. And like, here's, here's what I see from like brand new coaches. And this is something I did a ton of is you talk about, and sorry if you guys, I have the AC on. So if, if it's really windy, just tell me it's, you get, you can't hear me. But, um, one thing you'll find from newer coaches is their content is very much. Look what I did this look at my growth here. Here's how I did this. Um, a lot of your stories, which your stories are still very, very relevant as you scale, but it, the, the positioning is a lot more like, like me. Okay. I think it paused, but I think I'm back. Um, your positioning when you're selling one-on-one is just, it's very free flow. Like you could talk about anything and it's, it, it, it could all serve and help grow your business. Like I talked about everything when I was selling one-on-one and I made a lot of money one-on-one and I didn't have like a very specific like stuff that I talked about. I just like, I had so much freedom to talk about whatever I wanted. And I'm not saying you don't have that when you're selling group, 
but you do have to tighten up your marketing a little bit. And what I mean by tighten up, and I'll, I'll tell you why I think this, is I'm thinking of a time in my business when I scaled from 100K to 200K in one in six months. So in 2021, I, I hit 100K in one-on-one -on -one coaching, and I, um, I changed my prices, and I started preparing for group, but one of the things I really decided on in terms of my marketing is like, I want to start not, it, it was really when I started putting my leadership hat on. Like that was when my content became less like, look how I did this and it's possible for you too, right? My content was less about that and more direct talking to my clients. So this is where I, and this is where I really started. My content got a little bit more polarizing. Like there was, it was very clear that like you either like me or you don't like me. You really have to start, like when you're starting to sell group and you want to sell it out and you want to continue building more and more demand, you're going to have to start like pissing some people off because here's the thing. Every single leader on this planet, if you think of Oprah, if you think of Beyonce, if you think of fucking, I don't know, uh, Brene Brown or um, uh, I don't know, whatever leader that you want, every single leader out there, that's a true leader will piss some people off. They're going to be misunderstood. So when I really decided to put my leadership hat on and 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 really focus on talking to my dream dream clients and and telling them the truth in my content, what happened was my my content transitioned from like come join me, let's do this to it, it was it was very like come join me. We're going to have fun. La, la, la. More to you. You are like, this is what you're meant to do. This is your calling. Like you can, like, I want you to feel safe to be yourself and be the leader. If that makes sense. I'm not even like, I should have thought this out a little more, <laughs> but like the way my, and you can even see it. Like if you look, if you go back to my content from like, it was like June of 2021 if you look at like what I wrote in June of 2021 and then you go to like October and you see what I wrote in October, like the energy is like so much more fierce. Like it was a lot of like, I don't give a fuck attitude and not that your content has to be like, I don't give a fuck attitude. But I think what is the main difference between like rookie content and like experienced mature coach content is that your content is very what's the word the, your i had it and i lost it your content becomes like i said very polarized it comes very becomes very authentic it's like what your content like the content you create it becomes so precisely you like no one writes that content i remember i wrote this post that pissed a lot of people off and like, I never had haters. I don't think I, I don't even like to think I have haters at all. There's just people that like, I'm not their cup of tea and that's fine. But I remember I wrote this, this specific piece of content and I, I, I did a live, I think it was too. And I did a podcast about it and I called it women of color love investing in themselves. And 
I got DMs about this and they're like, but what about like, we're, what about like marginalized communities? And like, we need more, our communities, we need more resources and like, la da 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 da, which I completely, completely, like, I understand that, right? Like, of course, of course, like women of, I mean, I could go down that road, right? But here's why I wrote this post and here's why I had like, this is how my brain started thinking. I stopped thinking about like, let me just tell my story and help people, which is great. Like, I'm not telling you that's bad, but I started speaking directly to my clients and I wanted to let them know that there's another way to think about this because the truth is that there are multiple truth. Like there are two truths when it comes to, and I'll just talk about this specific post because I'm using it as an example. I remember I was like sitting there thinking about my clients and my clients were telling me like my community can't afford coaching and the people that I want to serve can't afford this. And like, that's something that a lot of my clients struggle with in general. It's a very normal, normal challenge that my clients like have to work through is their beliefs about their community. Now, when I wrote this post, when I was thinking about this, I was like, wait, they're telling me that their community isn't, I was thinking about one specific perfect person that their community can't afford coaching, but I have like insane amount of proof that people are investing in coaching all the time in this same community. And this was like a Latina coach. And I work with like a lot of Latinas. And I, I remember being like, so like, huh, that's so interesting, right? And then I started writing this post and I was like, okay, I'm going to write a post just for her. And I'm just going to tell her what I really want to tell her. And I wrote this post and it was all about like women of color love to invest in themselves. Like if you look around, it's happening all the time. Like we love to invest in ourselves. We love to spoil ourselves. We always do what we got to do to get to where we want. And I just started thinking these powerful thoughts of women of color and I posted it and I pissed some people off. And that's what I mean by like, sometimes when you really start digging into like, just trusting your own voice and trusting your own opinions and, and being courageous enough to say what you really want to say and being willing to be misunderstood. I think that's a really important thing to remember that like as you evolve as a leader, as you grow your business, like you're going to be more and more and more and more misunderstood. That is leadership. Like people are not going to understand everything that you do. And I want you to know that that's okay. That is okay. That is a part of growth. We are breaking generational cycles. Of course, you're being misunderstood. I was just at a conference this weekend and I was on a panel and I was speaking at this conference. It was um, Janice from Yo Quiero Dinero. She had a conference all about, um, it was the financial freedom uh, conference, but it was mainly women, women of color. And it was so amazing. Like when I was on stage, I was talking about having a nanny. And I'm a Latina, I'm a first gen fucking Latina. Like having a nanny is very like faux pas. Like literally I know nobody with a nanny. <laughs> like no one in my family has ever had a nanny that I know of. And 
ha me having and spending money on a full-time nanny with my little baby, right? My little baby who of course I want to be with and spend all my time with, but I'm running a business and I'm growing a business. So as soon as when I had him, I gave myself like a short maternity leave and I, I, I needed some support. But like that type of thing is going to piss some people off. People are going to be triggered by your uh, your your expansion. They're going to be triggered by the decisions you make in your expansion. And I, my job as a business coach, right? My job in helping my clients. Oops, hold on. I think okay. I don't know if it's still working. My job as a business coach, and. And not only just a business coach to help you build your revenue and make marketing easy, but as a person who wants you to sustainly, sustainably build it while being able to handle all the growth that comes with it, these are the things we're going to have to handle, especially as women of color. It's like, what does it look like for you to expand? What does it look like for you to be misunderstood? And how do you want to handle that? And being in containers where it's safe to do that and safe to have these conversations, that is one of the reasons I've even been able to build my business to what it is because I buy into these spaces where it is safe for me to have conversations like this. I have built a community where I can text my peers and say, hey, I really need to talk to you. Do you have time today, right? Like I've built that. I've bought into these rooms. I've invested in myself. I always invest in myself. I always will invest in myself and in my business because that is what works for me. And I don't think it's a coincidence that like my peers are in, are the same in that route where like we're all in, we're committed to our growth and being that committed to your growth is going to piss some people off. So when we talk about transitioning from one-on-one -on -one to group, which now going back to this topic is like, what? <laughs> but when we talk about transitioning one-on-one -on -one to group, I think the biggest shift, I'll, t I'll, I'll really quickly go through what I shared, but with that, I'll share one more thing. Number one is when you're transitioning from one-on-one -on -one to group, your revenue is going to change. And I want you to understand that your group revenue is going to probably bring in about 40 to 50% of what you brought in in one-on-one. -on -one. So if you brought in 60K in one-on-one, -on -one, expect a group to bring in 30 for that year. Okay. Number two, exposure becomes really more... It becomes more important when you're scaling to group because your niche becomes a little bit more refined because typically a group program has some type of like topic or like something that a result that you like promise or something like that. So you want to be sure to like continue building community, continue getting the world out, word out there, it, making sure that people know who you are. Number three, tighten up the marketing. And by tighten up the marketing, what I really mean is stepping in to your authentic voice self have opinions and share them that shit is scary when you are very used to the level of content that you shared when you start pissing some people off with your content that's how you know you're doing a good thing when you start getting unfollows that's how you know you're doing a good thing it means that you're stepping into what feels the most authentic for you as a leader, as a person who's scaling. And it also attracts your like dream people. My clients. Oh my God. I love them. We got 10 people in show up and lead right now. Show up and lead is my mastermind. 
It is a program designed for women of color. It's, we do a couple things here. One, I'll teach you how to get fully booked in your one-on-one -on -one coaching business. Two, I'll help you transition into group. And three, I'll help you really exercise using your voice and getting very good at marketing. So you could build trust with your audience and they feel not only safe to buy from you, but they feel safe to expand with you. So anyways, that's what I have to say about transitioning into group dogs. Hey, amiga, if you are not on my email list, you are missing out on some juicy content. I share sales and marketing tips every single week. Plus, you're the first to know about new freebies and webinars and all the other things fun happening. To get on the list, sign up for my free training how to sell out four figure offers. This training will also shift your mindset around what it really takes to book out your coaching business. So sign up in the show notes or on my website, catdalcarmen.com to be added to the email list. I will see you next time. Mwah.